Hey y'all, welcome back to the Late Night Vision Show. This is episode five, and I am one of your co-hosts, Jason, owner of Outdoor Legacy Gear, and I've got my co-host Hans from the Hans ETX YouTube channel with me tonight. What's going on, Jason? How are you doing, buddy? Man, I'm doing good. Cannot complain at all. Well, we got the guys from North Texas Crop Protection coming on later in the show. They're going to be talking about how they got started. Uh, I've been They've kind of been blowing up on Instagram, so uh, we've been seeing a bunch of them, pictures of them killing hogs. So we're going to find out from them how they got started into thermal hog hunting, why they're doing it, where they're at, and a little bit about uh, a new product called the Boar Collect, which is uh, something that they've uh, uh, got the sole distributorship over here in the United States for this new setup. So we're going to be hearing from them shortly. Absolutely. I can't wait to uh, talk to those guys. But I tell you, last week's episode, episode four, was the uh, baiting, uh, the hog baiting episode. Mm -hmm. And that has been our most popular episode yet. And uh, man, the, the numbers were were really good for that. The feedback's mm -hmm. been great. And I think it was a really, really good show. And, and you know, there's just been a, a lot of interest in that. I think it's a popular topic. Well, there's been a lot of people that have been commenting and writing questions about follow-up questions on some of the baiting techniques. You know, we had somebody ask uh, the berry in the corn. You know, when you bury the corn, uh, do you do you cover up the hole? Do you leave it open? You know, so there's been a lot of uh, questions about that. I think everybody out there uh, or a lot of people out there have their own recipe for what they feel like that works. But everybody's looking for the, you know, the silver bullet when it comes to baiting. You know, what's what's going to be the, the thing that's going to get hogs in? Uh you know, quicker or most often, but you know, it's, it just tells you there's a lot of different options out there for you. So there was a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of good, um, a lot of good feedback from the show. So we're glad to hear that. Well, there was. And, you know, as we said in that show that I was going to be coming up and uh, hunting with you and uh, mm -hmm. I got to, so I got to see some of your, uh, your hunting firsthand and your, your baiting and how you do it. And uh, it was, I had a lot of fun. Yeah, so uh, first thing when Jason came down to East Texas, the first thing I did is threw him on the back of a four-wheeler and <laughs> made him load up some corn, and we, we went out baiting holes. And I swear, uh, it was about 95 degrees you know, at the, uh, the end of May, and we were all dying out there. But uh, gave you a chance to go by and look at the, the boar collect system in person because one of the bait holes, I've got a, uh, one of those uh, pine tar boar collect dispensers wrapped on a tree. Uh, but you kind of gave me a hard time, Jason, about uh, how how deep I dig the holes because I told everybody on the uh, on the podcast that I put it about two feet deep. Yeah, but that was a lot. That was a lot. He does not put it two foot deep. And one thing I do want to clear up: Onset came out to East Texas. For the record, I went northwest yeah. to go to him. So That's I just want to be be clear: I'm, I'm I, about as far east as you get without getting into Louisiana. So I just want that be, is true. Yeah. You're, you're, you're actually further east than I am. I so am. if I went to you, I, I'd have to say I was going to East Texas. Yeah, I'm, so, I'm about I'm about 20 miles from the river over there to get into Louisiana. So no, well, I'll clarify. And Jason came to Ben Wheeler, which is the official. Mm -hmm. Wild Hall Capital of Texas, which is, there's a lot of irony in that statement when you're going to hear our story. Yeah, there, there's a little <laughs> bit of irony, yeah. But, uh, so you were talking about how deep we dig the holes, and I, you know, you're giving me a hard time because I, I dig them pretty deep, but I got a picture today of, of a raccoon in one of my bait holes, and all he was looking up, and all you could see was the top of his head <laughs> down in one of my bait holes. Well, I'm going to tell you something. When somebody tells me that they dig a hole that's uh, you know, two foot deep, whatever, with post hole diggers. I'm always like, okay, whatever. <laughs> well, one thing I figured out after being out there about 15 minutes on his place is that he has mostly sand 
uh, at mm-hmm. least a sandy loam. And when I say clay uh, that I have, I mean, it's, it's iron ore clay. And so mm-hmm. it's, it's hard to drive a T post most of the year here. Oh, and, yeah. and he's out there. He grabs his post hole diggers, throws them down in this hole. He's already got the hole dug. It's a, you know, he's been baiting, throws them down there. You got to get on your knees to get a hold of the top. I mean, it's three and a half foot deep. I was blown away. Yeah, yeah, and 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 you're right. You know, we we do have sandy topsoil. When you get further down, it gets a little bit clay. But man, digging in that clay is like digging in cement. So uh, I don't last very long when I hit clay. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, but but you're right. I, I bury those that corn pretty deep, and when I've I've walked up on hogs, and I've got hogs on camera where they're halfway half of their body is down in a hole, but. But what better way to sneak up on a hog when all their sensory uh, perceptions being taken advantage of because their their noses, you know, uh, in in the bait pile, which is just stinky corn. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they can't see because their face is down in this hole. But uh, another thing that, that comes up is you were talking about how, uh, you know, there's soured corn and then there's Hans's soured corn. Gosh. So- <laughs> I, I'm gonna, folks, I'm going to tell you all how bad this is. It's so bad. <laughs> That when he opened the bucket he, himself, he winced and he goes, Gah! I mean, it's that yeah. bad. I mean, even yeah. Hans can't stand his own recipe. That, that, uh, that bucket of corn had been in the back of my truck for about a week. And mm, I'm going to tell you, mm, mm. I got that night when I was with you, uh, I got it on my hands and I washed my hands about three or four <laughs> times and could still smell it. So that's how bad it is. It's bad. Uh, it was and it's so bad. It's so bad that it even, and this is, I've got pictures of it. I can prove it. The my sour corn is so bad it even attracts buzzards. So uh, I, I've and, seen and those have, pictures, and I said, "What are they yeah. eating? Dead hogs?" No, it attracts buzzards. So, uh, but yeah, we got a chance to go. We bait. Uh, that was the quickest we've ever baited uh, holes because it was blazing was hot. hot. We were ready to get inside, uh, so we got all that done. And then I, I took you. I cannot believe this. I took you to your first. Uh, t-ball game a Ever. little league t-ball Ever. i cannot I, believe that. and yeah. hans even hit an inside the uh inside the <laughs> home run but it was my first hey, ever i've, I've got kids yeah. i've got a, a three-year-old boy and uh an eight-year-old daughter but they don't they don't play any any ball sports so mm-hmm. uh that was my first I've, I've heard about them and it was uh it was i'm, I'm gonna be completely honest i was amazed at the skill level how old were those girls uh, my daughter, uh, it's five and six year olds. So they were, it was their last tournament of the season and it was kind of a surprise to us. And it kind of worked out where you were here at the same time. So I said, come on, let's go. We're going to go watch the T-ball game before we go. Hunting. That's fine. I, I really yeah. enjoyed it. I mean, that, and those girls yeah. were, were good. They had the fundamentals down. So it, it was mm-hmm. a lot of fun, but yeah, Ben Wheeler, Texas, I got to see a, a T-ball game and, and I got to even uh, eat supper with Mrs. Hans. And uh, Hans, saw yeah. saw the the woman behind the man, and uh, you know, uh, so we we had a, we had a lot of fun. But then, you know, we couldn't wait till dark, mm-hmm. and so uh, we we got out there, and uh, you know, now I think we mentioned this last week, or I can't remember for sure, but uh, Hans uses cell cameras, and so mm-hmm. he's got those on a lot of his, not all, but a lot of his his bait piles. So we had those things set up and and we had so we sat in a big field that we were watching and we were waiting on text from those cell cameras after the sun went down yeah so we were sitting there i was so confident there's this one spot that right after i baited they pretty much come in right away and uh so we baited it and we sat in the truck 
uh, and just sat there and waited. And I, I kept thinking, you know, the, 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 you know, where you're trying to guess is, well, if I leave this spot, which always has hogs and we go somewhere else, then we know we're going to get hogs back on camera at the last spot we just left. So I was just wanting to wait there until we could get a hog. And, uh, you know, so we're sitting in the truck and we're just kind of talking, we're planning out some shows and some different things that we're doing. Uh, Jason gets a call from his wife and he's on the phone with his wife. Um, well, I, uh, let's just say, had a, I just had a, I had a pocket knife and I was trying to get, cut a zip tie off of something. And, uh, Let's just say it didn't work out well, too well. well so, I yeah, <laughs> let, let, me tell, let me tell how it went from my side, okay? So yeah. I got my wife on speakerphone. We're sitting in the truck, and we're just shooting the bull. And uh, he gets out of the truck, and I don't think any big deal. I figure he's you know mm-hmm. looking for something, sitting in the truck running. He gets back in, and he's messing around. He's got the dome light on. And I look over there, and this is true. I, I look at his left hand just. Well, you well, you saw me get or you saw me get out of the truck, so I got out of the truck. Yeah. And, and yeah. I, yeah, and he got back in, and he's sitting there, and he got something on his left hand. And I said, do you have a pair of panties on your hand? <laughs> That's <laughs> a true like, statement. You did say I, that. I said, what <laughs> is that? And my wife's thinking, what in the world are you and Hans doing? And uh, he goes, no, I, I, it's my undershirt. Uh, it's black. I cut my hand. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> so I got off the phone with my wife. I said, let me, let me just see what's going on over here. Homeboy is bleeding down to his elbow. Both hands are covered in blood. His floorboard. I have no idea how you did this. Well, let's just say I'm I'm showing it right now. But you know, it's uh, I stabbed my my thumb knuckle with that knife, and it is the smallest little cut. I mean, it is uh, an eighth of an inch wide, but it just hit the right spot, and I knew when I did it. I could feel blood just pouring mm. down my hand. And so I tried to, I had it on both hands. I had it all the way down my, my arm. I could feel it dripping on the floorboard of my truck. I have it everywhere on the floor. It looked like somebody chopped my hand off, it did. but it was just, it was just a bad spot. And I did not know this, uh, but I had a paramedic with me. No, the truck. no, 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 no. To, to be, to be clear. <laughs> to be, to be clear. No, I, I, uh, I had, many years in the exactly. uh, volunteer fire service, but I was not a paramedic, but I did, uh, I was on a, enough EMS calls <laughs> and wrecks that I didn't know. So I, I'm over there, we're cutting shirts <laughs> up. I'm trying to, <laughs> to get this bleeding stop. And he goes, Oh, you know, by the way, you gave me a, uh, a first aid kit one time and it's in my bag. I'm like, Oh my gosh. So we got it out. And this is not a up. joke. It took quick clot, which if you don't know what that is, I think everybody ought to, ought to have that in their their first aid kit and it's a clotting agent and my goodness we had to use that to get him to stop bleeding i thought we were going to quit hunting but it it finally worked and uh, after some band-aids and some electrical tape he got some black black electrical tape and wrapped around so we're sitting in the truck we got the medical emergency has been averted i'm not i didn't have to go to the hospital exactly um I pull out my, my FLIR breach. So uh, I, I don't know if uh, people at home, I've been testing out the FLIR breach for about a month. I actually just put up a review video on YouTube. That's Hans ETX on YouTube, where you can go and check out the FLIR breach uh, review. But I pull out the FLIR breach and uh, about, what, about 150 yards out away from the truck, there's a coyote just standing there. Mm-hmm. I mean, and he's just standing there looking at us. It's, it's you know, 10 o'clock, maybe 11 o'clock at night. So it's late. It's dark. You can't see nothing. But the truck's running. 
the truck's yeah. running. We're not being quiet at all because we're sitting there waiting for a bait pile that's several hundred yards away that we're going to walk up on. Uh, so Jason pulls out his – it's a scope that we talked about recently, uh, the brand-new uh, Pulsar LRF. Yeah, and you got a chance to pull that out and play with it. Yeah, the Pulsar Trail XP50 LRF. Uh, they're not available yet. Uh, we're still waiting on those, but I do have a demo unit from Pulsar right now. And so I had that thing zeroed, and I jumped out with it. And I said, I mean, the, again, trucks run. We're, we're trucks not set it. up for coyote, you, you know. Jason, when jumped out, left the door open. So the inside dome lights are well, I'm sitting there. I'm lip squeaking. And I – I was lip squeaking him and he was running back towards the truck, even though everything was running in a last run. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't either. We, I mean, I just jumped out in a hurry because he said, Oh, he's fixing to run off. So I thought, well, I just want to yeah. look at him real quick. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, but he did, he started coming in and, uh, I used the LRF said he was, yeah, about 150 yards, I believe. And it was, I was like, should I shoot at him? And, and <laughs> it was like all going on way too fast, but we watched right. him. He did end up turn and running mm. off. And but he stayed out there in that field around 250 to 275 yards for a long time, or I should say a long time, but but a couple of minutes. Um, yeah. I'm, I haven't watched it yet. I think I got some decent video uh, out of the uh, LRF, but it was really that showed me right there what that LRF is going to do because coyotes for me because I just don't know mm-hmm. a ton of coyote hunting. They're hard to judge. They're mm-hmm. small. They're in that tall grass. And I could absolutely range him, and it was very, very helpful. Uh, t- to be honest, w- the first time I ranged him, and I don't remember now without watching the video back, I think he was 175 yards, whatever he was. Mm-hmm. He right. was closer than I thought he was. I mean, I, I right. thought he was further than that, and I went, oh, man, we may get a chance at this thing when he started coming to us. So, anyway, I, it was it was really neat to Yeah, so that, that was – that was neat. Uh, you know, we, we would love to have got to taken a uh, shot at him, but it was even cool to, for you to get a chance to test out the LRF. And really, uh, you know, Jason um, could have lobbed out a shot out there and it would have been a tough shot, but I really wanted to wait to see if we were going to get some hogs. So I knew if you shot that that was going to probably ruin our, our right. hog hunt for the rest of the night. So uh, it was a good thing that, that you kind of held off because that would have been a, a tough shot. But yeah. So we get back in the truck, we finally – we finally get a hog on camera, Jason. There's one down at the very bottom. We had to walk several hundred yards. To Hang get on. Back no, in. no, no, no. You're leaving out an important part of this. Uh, we left. That's true. We, we decided left. to leave to go over and go walk some fields out on another mm-hmm. property. And we said, as soon as we leave, we're going to get a picture. We know it. That's, that's we true. left. We got over there, got out of the truck, walked 100 yards, and we got a picture of a hog. That's right. That's right. We had that's to go right. Back. So we ran, we had, we had to go back to the other property. We uh, had a hog on camera. Now I've shot hogs at this spot before, but it is not an easy place to shoot hogs. And the reason is uh, you've got to walk several hundred yards. You walk through an open field and then you go through a trail through the woods. And as soon as this trail opens up, uh, that hog is right there, probably about 40 yards on the tree line. But when you walk out on that trail, you have to be ready to take a shot really quick. Um, so we got to the end of that trail and, you know, it's Jason and I together and we've got all, you know, we, we're packed up like camels. We like, are like mules. We've got so much stuff. So as soon as I come out on the end of that trail, I look down that tree line and he's looking right at mm-hmm. us. And, uh, so I knew it was going to be tough. Um, uh, you know, we, we got out a little bit, but by the time we got out there, he had already, 
uh, spooked and ran off, and we didn't really get a chance no, to get a, it. Was it was a comedy of errors. It was not. It was good. a and and I, this is the whole uh, point of us telling you this is, as we all know, not every hunt is a successful hunt, <laughs> and it's. But we had a great time together. Uh, we got a chance to look at a lot of different to- toys. You and I tested out a lot of different scopes. I did. Uh, we got a lot, you know, chance to look through a lot of different things. Um, and like I told you was going to happen, I, I said, uh, when Jason goes home the next night, I'm going to be covered up with hogs. And the night after you left, I shot a hog. I had hogs on camera. The, the second night after you were gone, shot another hog. Had I sent you pictures of tons of hogs on camera. And it just didn't – it wasn't our night, but that's he's, okay. because He's rubbing it in. He's just rubbing it in. Uh, but that's okay because him, uh, Jason, and I are going to be hunting a lot uh, together uh, in the future and coming up. So we're going to be uh, – I hope to for you and I to be doing a hunt, uh, going some, to some other places. We've got uh, several mm-hmm. invites of, of people wanting us to come hunt with them. So we're going to be doing that. But, uh, but, yeah, you know, that was – it was a great time. It was a great time. And, you know, one thing that I also want to point out that – our hunting is very different than what a lot of other people do. And uh, I think, you know, Hans and I, uh, we, we hunt, you know, again, we're both East Texas. His terrain is different than mine, but it's still very similar. And it's what I realized hunting with him is that, uh, you know, it's not just me that has to do the amount of walking. And mm. I think a lot of people just don't understand. And, and Hey, look, you know, Maybe maybe these guys uh, that are still here in East Texas or in places like us uh, have access to, you know, big fields that they can just hunt those fields. But, mm. uh, you know, where your corn piles are and where we were walking, we mm. walked a long ways through woods to, that opens mm. up into pastures. And we would go, you know, scan those pastures look at bait piles some some of the pastures didn't have bait piles we were just looking seeing deer or whatever but we did a lot of walking and it really is why guys like us have got to think about every single thing that we put in our pocket uh, the Mm -hmm. weight of our rifle if we've got a bag what we're taking with us because i'm telling you we were on some hikes for a long time Right. And we've got, you know, we've got some open fields, but to get to those open fields, you got to go through a lot of woods. Right. So it is, it's, it is a lot different hunting where we hunt um, than some other people in other parts of the state where even, uh, you know, where they're getting to ride county roads and look at, you know, a thousand yeah. acres of flat land. So, uh, you know, I ate a lot of spider webs that night with you <laughs> out here. Uh, and I'm going to tell you all something else. If you listen to episode four, we, we joked about this. And we talked about the snake thing. And I want to say that I'm very disappointed. Well, I'm happy because we didn't see any snakes. So that was good. But I am disappointed because Hans has the flashlight and it's a green tinted <laughs> flashlight. And so I didn't figure that he wanted me walking around with my headlamp on. So I toughed it up, didn't turn the light on. And this guy just takes off and leaves me. And so, I mean, he would be 20 yards ahead of me and I'm back here in the dark stumbling around while you know he's stirring up all the snakes so i I, oh, I was being a good friend i was kicking him out of the way <laughs> yeah. for you by the time you got there so, uh, uh, well no we had a great time and and right. it was it was really fun coming out thanks for having me out can't wait right. to uh, get you down here and and let's meet up again right well i can't wait to do it either but hey right up next we've got uh the uh rob from the north texas crop protection he's going to come on 
uh, after the break, and he's going to talk about, again, uh, his experiences up there, his hog hunting and the new boar collect um, hog baiting system. So come back right after the break, and we'll give a shout, and uh, we'll take a shot with him, and uh, you'll hear us again wrap it up. Hey, y'all, welcome back from the break. And we are very excited about this next segment that we've got for the Late Night Vision Show. We have got North Texas Crop Protection with us tonight. And Robert is uh, with us. Robert, can you hear us? Yeah, I can hear you great. Awesome. Hey, thanks for coming on the show. No problem. Glad to be here. Right. Well, I'm going to uh, I'm gonna jump in here and ask because, first of all, thank you. Uh, Rob at North Texas Crop Protection sent me a shirt. And uh, I'm going to tell you, I've got a bunch of shirts, Rob, and my wife hates most of them, but, <laughs> but she loves this shirt. And she said that I'm allowed to wear it to town. So I actually wore it to dinner. Awesome. So <laughs> nice. first, first of all, Hey, tell us, I, I saw a lot of your stuff, uh, you guys out there and, uh, you know, you're, you're killing a bunch of hogs. Every picture I see is almost a, like a truckload of hogs that you're, you're all in <laughs> all stopping for burritos or something. You got a yeah. you know, truck full of hogs, but tell us, first of all, where you're hunting at specifically how you got started in it and kind of help you're help, helping some of these landowners get rid of, you know, some of these hogs and cows. Yeah, definitely. Um, so we are actually North of Dallas and Fort Worth, uh, in Cook and Denton County. Um, so that's kind of the area we're hunting. Uh, and we're just like, like you see on the, on, on our Instagram page, we're out there, we're hunting for farmers specifically, um, over crop fields. We're not doing any baiting. Uh, just trying to get rid of, rid of these hogs for these farmers. Um, we kind of got started into it. Uh, me and my partner, Zach, he, uh, he's, he's the local kid around there and uh, just knew a bunch of farmers and, you know, they were having issues. Guys were nothing against hog doggers, but guys were running dogs and just weren't getting the job done. Um, mm -hmm. I stumbled upon a, a, a pulsar, th pulsar thermal about a year and a half ago and uh, showed it to Zach and, it was a game changer. So uh, mm -hmm. we went out and got on a, got on a group of hogs for this one farmer and stacked up a few for him. And word of mouth, you know, you know, one farmer started talking to another, and that's how we've gotten all our rights to any of the properties we have now. That's great. Now, uh, one question that always pops up in my mind was seeing all the pictures of hogs that you have. How often do y'all hunt? <laughs> uh, it just it just depends. I mean, you know, if if it's real bad and we've got farmers calling us, you know, we may go out a couple times a night a week. I mean, during the week, you know, I mean, mm -hmm. we've got some late nights where we're we got to work the next day and we're out till three in the morning. Um, we 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 try to we try to do it on the on the weekends if we can, but it just depends on the crop. You know, they're cutting hay, cutting wheat right now. You know, when the milo's up, you know, it just depends. But there's, I mean. Some weeks we could go out four times. Some weeks we could go out once or twice. It just it just depends, and they're usually long nights because we got a lot of property to check. Oh, that's that's something. Well, we, yeah, because we do a lot of spot and stock, so you know we'll drive yeah. multiple fields. It's not us just sitting in one field. How, how many all acres? Right. You know, we see all these hogs you got piled up. How, how many acres do y'all have access to, to to kill all those hogs? I mean, just give me some big number. Throw something. Out. Man, honestly. Uh, thousands yeah uh i really i mean we've got a couple ranches that are a th thousands of acres on their own mm -hmm. you know and i i can think of you know 20 spots that we have that are hundreds of acres each so sure. and i i we don't really ask the guys but i know i mean we've got a lot of we got miles to cover each night we right. don't just have wow. like one or two fields 
So you're just riding, you're riding county roads, you're riding roads. Yeah. Just yeah back, yep. Back roads, county roads to get into these fields. We're driving through pastures to get to the other side mm-hmm. of pasture. You know, it's, it's us right. Polaris Ranger all night scanning and trying to sneak up on them. Right. So what, right now, what, uh, what thermal scopes are you using as far as your, you know, on your rifles and, and uh, if you're using a spot and scope, what are you using right now? So right now I've got the Pulsar Trail XP38. I started out with an Apex unit and quickly upgraded to the Trail XP38. Mm-hmm. Um, Zach's using an ATN Thor, which I think he's working on getting a newer model actually. Um, and I just got a FLIR breach uh, last week. So that's going to be our little handheld for now. Um, but you know, same stuff everybody else is is rolling with, really. You, yeah, know? Yeah. you know, Pulsar is the way to go. Fleer's coming out with some great stuff, like y'all been talking about. So, right. Absolutely. Same stuff. Well, look, we really want to talk to you about this new product that y'all have brought to the U.S. That I, some people have probably heard of. Some people may have heard of it and don't know what it is, but it's called the Boar Collect. And I was right. uh, hunting with uh, Hans last week and or this week and was actually able to see a unit that he's got of y'all's that he's testing and demoing and i got to play with it a little bit looks really neat uh, i still don't know that much about it so i want you to go ahead and just tell us what this unit is you know where it was designed where it came from and just tell us something about it all right uh so the unit is from norway there's a couple guys in norway uh pork pickers one of them he's on instagram and then the boar collect instagram uh page they reached out to me, you know, they saw we were killing hogs and just, you know, hey, how do we, how do we get this unit for you to test? Look what it's doing over here. And I, I looked at their page, you know, and all the, their followers. There's a lot of guys in Europe using this thing, and it, it's basically a liquid tar dispenser. Um, here in the States, hogs will rub on telephone poles because it has creosote on it. And they'll also rub on trees. You know, they try to get bugs off of them, scratch and itch type stuff. Um but it's the same same concept, you know, just with a, a tar-based liquid. And they're, they don't really bait over there. They're just using this and pulling, pulling hogs in. Huh. Um, so kind of had him send me a demo, you know, uh, set it up. It, it started working. And so I kind of brokered a deal with them to be the distributor. If they wanted to send me some more, I'd, I'd pay for them and get them over here. So we did the whole customs thing, and that was a learning experience. Wow. So. Yeah. Yeah, we got a got an initial shipment over here, and we're just trying to spread the word right now. I know it's a uh, it's kind of kind of new to to some people, but uh, the the big draw to me with this thing is, uh, you know, it's it's not baiting. It's nothing that they're eating. You know, mm-hmm. it's a it's a liquid based attractant. I'm using straight pine tar. I think I, that's what I told Hans to use as well. Mm-hmm. Yep, um, exactly. it's it's 100% pine tar, um, just like you'd put on a baseball bat. You know. Um, and I've got hogs rubbing a tree, you know, there's no mm. corn in the area. There's no, it's just a hay field, you know, so it's pulling them in, but you can also use any liquid in this thing. You know, they got the pig oil, they got, you can go to Cabela's and get any hog attractant you want off the shelf. If, if it's liquid, you can put it in this thing and pull in hogs, you know, or whatever you could, you could put a deer attractant in it and pull in deer. Um, mm. so I, my thing is what, what works for one person might not work for another. So you kind of probably just have to test what works in your area, you know, for your hogs, but we're seeing great success here, you know, in a short period of time, just with pine tar. Well, I'm going to ask you a hard question and 
uh, right. and as well, it's just like everybody asked me, what's the battery life on this particular thermal? But what, if I fill it up with something, uh, let's say the pine tar, is there any idea right. of how long, you know, if we fill it and it would last, what have you? I just, just curious. For the battery? Or <laughs> well, for both. The, but, how, for the battery and but the liquid. The liquid. Let's say you put the pine tar in. Right. I mean, how long is it going to last? So it, it's probably, I, it, it goes up. My, I've got mine set to go off once a day for two seconds. Okay. You know, um, it uses a, I'm using a, a six volt battery. You can use a 12 volt battery um, to get a, a higher pump pressure. But um, I'm using a six volt battery. I've had it up for a month now and it's still pumping strong. Um, I was told that by the guys in Norway, that if I set it to pump for 10 seconds, once a day, it'll last 10 weeks on one reservoir, which I think is 32 ounces maybe. So that's, that's a pretty good set it and forget it. You know, you fill up a corn feeder at your deer lease. That's two and a half hours away. It might last you a couple of weeks, depending on how long you're spending it. This thing, Mm -hmm. to me, it's more supplemental. You could put your deer feeder up, you could put your, spin your corn. But if you if you run out of corn, you'd still have this thing pumping for up to 10 weeks that would, you know, potentially bring hogs in and keep them in the area without having to have an actual food source. Yeah, absolutely. Right. You so know, I think that's deal. another benefit. Yeah, I was just going to say that's a big deal for me sometimes is I have holes baited up. Sometimes I even have feeders uh, that, you know, right. essentially for the deer, but the hogs are the ones hitting it and the feeder runs out or I've got a hole and it's gone and you know, you get those pictures of the hogs cruising by and there's nothing there. And then they just disappear. Right. So that's pretty cool. You know, one, yeah, I think it, uh, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, Rob, you know, one of the things that when I first, before I even saw Borklek, uh, I was looking for creosote because of the, all the, the rub marks on the side of the telephone poles. I was looking right. to buy it. You can't, I couldn't find it where you could buy it anywhere. So when I called that, the EPA and they said that you can't buy it. Exactly. Yeah, I was I was at yeah. Home Depot asking for it and they looked at me like I was crazy. But, <laughs> yeah. You know, so I think, that, that was that was a funny experience. Yeah, I think the telephone pole manufacturers are about the only ones that are able to get their hands on that stuff right, right. now. Yeah. Well, um, and that's that's mostly where I saw it was on public hunts and stuff. You mm-hmm. see a big old easement with power lines and poles and it's rubbed down. Right. Well, uh, I'm I'm a. Again, thank you all for sending me one because I'm demoing one right now. I'm testing it out. Uh, I've got a camera pointed at it. Jason got a chance to check it out uh, this past week. And uh, we're we're looking to see some good results with like Like I've told people, the audience on the last episode, uh, this is uh, overseas. Our uh, hog hunting brothers and sisters, this is all they use. Like Rob right. said, this is all they use. So uh, let me ask you, Rob. Where can they find the Boar Collect? Where can they go to purchase one if they want to check it out? So... They can purchase one on our website, which is ntxcropprotection.com. We've got a shop on there. It's got all our awesome gear, like the, the shirt you were talking about as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've got them on there. They can uh, contact us through Instagram as well. Um, okay. We're always on Instagram, so they can DM us if they don't understand or know where to go. So uh, we're always available one way or the other. All right. Well, I'm going to invite everybody to go over and check these guys out. Uh, like they said, uh, I found them on Instagram, NTX Crop Protection on Instagram. Um, are you, uh, you have anything on YouTube right now? Uh, we, so we started out with YouTube, but you know, with all the censorship that's going on and it just <laughs> got to be too much, it's, 
I, I didn't want to put that much time and effort into it when I can I can post our kill videos on Instagram. Just exactly. I know. Uh, don't yeah. even get me started. That's on what's a going. <laughs> that's a big concern. I don't even want to right. talk. About right. Yeah. Right. Well, well, check these guys out. Go to the website. Uh, find them on Instagram. NTX Crop Protection. Um, Rob, I enjoyed having you on. Thank you for coming on to talk about what you're doing up in North Texas. All the good work, and also uh, with uh, with the boar click. We appreciate it. Oh yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks, Rob. All right. All right, guys. So uh, come back to us after the break. We're going to finish up and uh, we'll get back with y'all here in a little bit. All right, y'all. Welcome back. Thank you very much for sticking with us. And we hope that you enjoyed uh, this podcast. We hope you enjoyed uh, hearing Hans and I's hunting stories and listening to Rob from North Texas Crop Protection. We appreciate those guys uh, again for being with us tonight. And look, if you want to uh, learn more about the Late Night Vision Show, uh, keep up with us on social media. We are on Instagram. We're on Facebook. We are also on YouTube. You can just search for the Late Night Vision Show. If you have uh, questions, comments, suggestions, you can leave those on any of the social media channels, but you can also email us at thelatenightvisionshow at gmail.com. If you'd like to talk to me, uh, about any kind of night vision, thermal optics, I'm always glad to do that. You can find me at OutdoorLegacyGear.com, or you can give me a call. Uh, call me directly, 877-350-1818. Hans, where, where can they find you? Yeah, so you can find me on uh, the, the biggest places, YouTube. I put out a lot of videos, uh, do usually once a week, review videos, thermal hog hunting videos. So you can find me uh, when you go to YouTube, just search Hans ETX. That's Hans ETX. Uh, you can also find me on Instagram at Hans ETX. And uh, if you want to email me, you can email me at Hans at Hans ETX.com. Pretty easy. So uh, for Jason and I, thank you for joining us again this week. We're going to come back at you next week with another uh, episode of the Late Night Vision Show. Thank you all, and we'll see you next week.